0: I would like to say hello to all our viewers in
1: Sweden.
0: today by Mike McComb. Hey, Mike. Hello. We are a pair of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest, and for this bonus episode, we'll be talking about the Melfest final. Uh, and hey, we're in the same physical space for once. That's that's weird.
1: Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, and like, in order to accomplish that, we had to go to a different time zone. Yeah, we went. Yeah, so. <laughs> we,
0: went, yeah we we rather than meeting in the middle, which would be smart, mm-hmm. we both are in Las Vegas for a trivia thing, so why not... You know, I had room in my suitcase, why not threw the microphone in there?
1: Yeah, yeah, and Melfest is heading toward its inevitable conclusion. So. Yeah, yeah,
0: we are in the midst of Super Saturday to Electric Boogaloo, this time with Iceland. Uh, and, like, Sweden has done all of its second chance business and determined its final 12, which is, that's, that feels like a lot.
1: Yeah, I kind of wish that they would cut down to four in Andre Johnson, and mm-hmm. then have like another vote to either cut it down to one or two, yeah, and like, have them move just have, like, on, like that
0: nice ten in the final.
1: Yeah, especially since only one person has ever gotten out of Andre Johnson, and then one. Yeah, up. like it's
0: it's not a great position to be in. Like just looking at other Melfest news, uh, ratings still seem down on like they like the first uh, episode had better ratings than usual, but then just as a whole, ratings seem to be down this year. I think they're still trying to figure out how to shake that, how to shake Belfast up.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I know they were trying some stuff last year, like rebranding. None of that took. So nope, that did not uh,
0: take. Uh, this year they are they're playing around with the voting, and I kind of get it. And it's it's interesting having that heartbeat thing in the corner, but I don't remember what color is what age group. All I know is that it somehow affects who places in fifth and who places in sixth, for the most part. Just yeah, looking at the
1: data. Yeah, uh, while we were watching the show uh, as, as we record this, they did tweet out the graph of like what each color heart stands for, and it made me realize that I didn't really see the purple heart all that much, which is like the 30 to 45 age group, so that's interesting. Yeah, 30 uh, <laughs> to 45 has,
0: has other things they're doing with their Saturdays.
1: Right, so, um, yeah, like, again... When that data drop comes out, it's yeah. going to be fascinating. It's going to look be at. real
0: interesting, yeah. Because who knows? Maybe they were very engaged, but that was just all fifteen of them.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Anyways, the the voting is done. The second chancers are, are selected, uh, and we have a final running order. And like, I kind of love that they showed us like the final running order and where they were slotting things in.
1: Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that um, was
0: that was nice. It was nice to know that they're thinking about this. Uh, you know, a week out from the final. Uh, but also, like I got to put like my 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 puzzle brain to work and think. Okay, they, we need to swap between this artist and this artist. Who's going to win the Who's going to win the duel?
1: Yeah. And by by the time it got to the like the final duel, it's just like, oh, well, you don't want to have like this person next to that person because that's just not going to work. Yeah, that's, so, that's two of the yeah. same. <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, let's let's dive into these twelve entries. Yes. So the the first one that we have is Jon Henrik Hjalgren with Norskin. So I like Jan-Henrik Fjallgren as a performer. I think it's awesome that much like we've seen with Denmark and with other nations that they are bringing in indigenous languages. Like the the Sami people are a big part of Sweden. Uh, And I think it's super cool. This is not my favorite Jan-Henrik Fjallgren song.
1: Yeah, it's a little difficult to latch onto since there's not like a traditional Mm -hmm. like chorus to latch onto. And also it, not being in English makes it particularly difficult for someone like me who does not speak any of the Nordic languages. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it was interesting because I've was i been kind of putting uh, Melfest on the back burner this season just uh, to kind of broaden my Eurovision horizons. And I was listening to this track on Spotify and wasn't really latching on to it but then it was just like okay maybe I should like pull up the performance and see like why this one is so popular um, and the stage performance is very impressive yeah, yeah stage
0: performance is impressive there's something for me that like where when I watch something like Malfest with a nation like Sweden that takes this stuff very seriously mm-hmm. is which one of these feels like I can see it three months from now on stage at in the host city because with Sweden like usually what you see there is what you're going to see in three months mm-hmm. And, like, this performance is impressive, but somehow, like, the combo of song and performance doesn't quite click for me as something I see in Tel Aviv.
1: Yeah, I mean, because they're using the full Melfest stage, which I'm guessing is going to be at least twice the size of the Tel Aviv stage. <laughs> yes, the, the Melfest stage is here. It's very long. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think the backing dancers are also backing singers, at least in the Melfest performance. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to work in Tel Aviv. So there's, yeah. there's there are some challenges that are... Going to come up if this is the one that ends up winning. Now, if it ends up winning, I wouldn't necessarily object to it. It would be way different than what Sweden has said Yeah, sent. like but
0: that. Yeah, like I like it from that perspective. That it's very different from what what Sweden usually sends. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. But it also just kind of feels very Eurovision 2019 in that nobody knows what to send and it's just yeah. kind of like a I don't know this yeah
0: <laughs> this is this what we like in 2019 yeah yeah so. so who knows so the
1: next one in the running order is uh lisa ayax with her song torn i am torn i am torn build me up build me up did Lisa aax she is a melfest veteran she's a pop idol veteran this feels like a very pop idol song but i don't think it's a great melfest song or I, I don't think it's a great showcase for her like no. I, I am a i am a fan of hers and well, this yeah, one's just kind of in this eh.
0: is like interesting that like i have the same note i had with her as i do with the henrik kelgren which is i saw her 2 years ago and i like that song better
1: yeah yeah, and I have a feeling that's going to be a theme that comes up uh, a few times in this episode. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's like, like, it's
0: great. Because, uh, yeah, I completely agree with you. It's like not the best showcase for her vocals. It's it's a very one note song. Yeah, yeah,
1: and I I just like her to have something fun. Yeah, and yeah, this, well, yeah, this like, one yeah, is definitely fun. Yeah, her last song was was yeah.
0: very fun and like was not TV friendly because that was no. It would well. But on the other hand, like Robin Bangstrom had the same issue where he was using profanity that wouldn't make sense that didn't that ended up not making it and the song suffered sure Uh, (laughs) that was the only reason no it's there and i think in its duel i think it i liked it a little bit more of the two but yeah this this is one of the the second chance round qualifiers and it's fine
1: yeah i mean it's i can kind of understand why it ended up in the two spot and which is really unfortunate it's kind of like a vote of no confidence for lisa ax and it's not fair to her Mm -hmm. so yeah oh yeah. yeah Sorry Lisa. Sorry Lisa. Hope to see you next year. I really do like Yeah. Her. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Next we have Mahombi and hello. Where is the love that with hello. hello?
1: Hello. 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 Where is the love that starts
0: with hello? The song is fine and the performance, the performance feels like a twist on heroes that's not that interesting to me
1: yeah um i think this is maybe not my least well, let me start again i don't like this entry <laughs> um like i my first note is that the stage performance can take a seat because <laughs> yeah i mean it is just a rehashing of heroes hopefully without the plagiarism that uh that performance had last time where they mm-hmm. suddenly had to change the uh the, 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 the cartoon character the <laughs> yeah yeah um but Lyrically, the song makes no sense. Like the verses do not connect with the bridge, mm-hmm. which just goes into this whole like tarot fortune telling theme, mm-hmm. which does not connect to the chorus at all. And the chorus is just repeating the word hello a dozen times. Mm-hmm. And it's like it really could be yeah, any like two syllable word. So
0: writing on this song, so one thing that we I think spoke about is the the, the Hit called? Parade? Yeah, the Hit Parade podcast went through this great sort of episode talking about Max Martin and the Swedish method of songwriting, and this feels very mathematically precise. Mm -hmm. Like, it's hitting all the beats in a way that's pleasing, but if you look at the lyrics, it makes no sense whatsoever.
1: And, like, this is just so egregiously... Yeah, like it yeah. nonsensical. <laughs> yeah, and
0: it yeah. has like a good beat to it, but there are other songs this year that have good beats to them.
1: Yeah, and and, and it, I don't, and it's definitely not going to solve Sweden's problem of sending a handsome person in leather pants to Eurovision. Like okay. this just feels like a continuation of what they've been doing the last four or five years now Mm -hmm. and they're starting to get into trouble like it did not work last year Mm -hmm. and uh yeah this one could be a real problem which is a shame because i I do like mohanbi's voice Mm -hmm. i I think it's a good voice as a singer
0: singer, like him song hate it
1: yeah um (laughs) the next one (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah (laughs) spoiler like that one right up yeah uh lena headland's victorious this is another one that is going to be sending Sweden several steps back. if Yeah. It goes yes. Forward. Okay. So
0: I've been sort of giving the, the Melfest updates on the show. Uh, and there were like a couple weeks ago, there was a week where my radar was just off. And I said, one of the things I really liked had been in the bottom. And one of the things I thought was going to be set in place, made it immediately. This is that song. Oh,
1: okay. All right. This yeah. is That
0: song where I'm like, okay, cool. This is like Eurovision a decade ago. And it's not going to go through because this is 2019 and it went straight to the final. I was like, no, this is, it's, it's just very dumb.
1: Yeah. I mean, my my question is, is like, this just sounds like a Cascada
0: song. Yes. And I'm yeah. just
1: wondering if people just want Cascada to release a new album. Like, or like, yeah, like where, you, where's she been? Yeah, so. yeah.
0: You can just listen to Cascada. It's there. Yeah. But yeah, like this is. Oh, no, no. The Cascada song was glorious. Like, it wasn't Cascada's song Victorious, but no, it was Glorious. Which, yeah. Which, which was a
1: Sweden off Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah see, so, it just goes full circle. Yeah. Here. The snake eats its tail. Yeah. <laughs> nom 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 nom. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, Selena Heaven. Don't like it. Yep. Next up, uh, Bishara and On My Own. I can get by on my own.
1: I'm just glad that Donny Osmond has bounced back from finishing his runner-up on yeah, The, the Masked mask Singer. second-place yeah, finish. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I completely get that vibe from Bishara. Just, like, very hard-working. It felt like kind of the opposite of an effortless
1: performance in that you see all of the effort going into it. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's very effortful. And also, it it reminded me of a write-up, uh, Stereogum, the uh, site that you mm-hmm. mentioned, I think, a couple of times on the show. Uh, is doing this series about oh, yeah, all of the number one songs, and they did a write up of the uh, Jackson 5's "I'll Be There," where it was talking about how this song is a, how that song is kind of weird and that it's very adult for. And you
0: have a child's... Yes, it, I completely see that with this.
1: Yeah, and yeah, it, it, there's just a major disconnect here, and it's just like, what what is this kid getting up to? And yeah, like, it's, why it's, is there so much angst? Yeah, why do you have? <laughs>
0: This much emotional pain about relationships at such a young age, but yeah, but yeah, no, I totally get that, and that's a great comparison. Is that it? And yeah, the song feels very much in the vein of "I'll Be There."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it's, I think it's a good song. It's just, it's, it's, I don't yeah. know. There's just that disconnect. Yeah, is, is that,
0: yeah, I'm dealing with mental discord when I look at the performance.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and it's enough where it's distracting. Mm-hmm. And do you think this one has a chance of going through? I feel like it could sneak in. I,
0: yeah, like I feel, I feel like everybody could be focusing on like two or three other songs, and this one could like sneak through to win it.
1: Mm-hmm. That'll, that'll be. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel like, I don't feel like in
0: this list of twelve, it's the worst choice.
1: No, no, but,
0: but yeah, like it's not necessarily the one that I would think right away.
1: Right, and yeah, I don't know. Like again, going back to the like Sweden's problem of sending the same thing over and over again. This one is slightly outside of that lane. It's kind of straddling that lane. Yeah,
0: it it feels very Engrosso-esque, though. Right.
1: Hmm. This one you should keep an eye on, I think.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Next on the list is uh, Annenbergendal with Ashes to Ashes. So this was another one that advanced from the Andres Hansen round. Uh, what do you think of this one, Ben?
0: I like this one. Like I thought that this one was going to go through when it in its first appearance. Like I figured it was going to be one of the ones that got there. So I'm very pleased to see it in the final. I like the performance. Like it suits her well, and she she has like the the unlucky position of being like the only Swedish performer to make it to Eurovision and not get through in like mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. So I totally see why she's kind of fighting to to come back, but. I don't know. Watching the second this performance, the second time through today, it's it's kind of a little mushmouth, at least lyrically. Like I can't quite make out what she's going for, but I like kind of the the Casey Musgrave vibe of mm. of it.
1: Yeah, kind of Casey Musgrave meets seventies share. Yes,
0: which is which is very much what Casey Musgraves is doing.
1: True. In, in a lot of her performances. So yeah, like yeah, and I kind of get the mushmouth thing, and yeah, I mean particularly in uh, her second chance round performance. I couldn't get a sense of who she was performing for. Like this, I, I I really like the studio track of this, but like watching it on TV, she's not really performing for the arena audience. Mm-hmm. She's not really performing for the TV audience, and I'm just having yeah. kind of like a tough time connecting with her, even though I like the song. Yeah, I like the song, and but
0: but yeah, I totally get that from performances. that I don't. Yeah, because you want to have some mix of both the people who are in this stadium and, I mean, yeah, like, it doesn't really connect.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I think also it doesn't help that every time that she moves on stage she's just in a deeper part of a forest <laughs> and <laughs> it's just like, oh, she's just gonna get, like, eaten by underbrush or Yeah, something. So. uh, yeah. <laughs> stay with us, Anna, please. Uh,
0: <laughs> okay, so, uh, also qualifying for the second chance round, uh, and following that song is Nano and Chasing Rivers. I
1: don't wanna stay at the bottom for the rest of my life. And no one's gonna know the way back better than that. Better than that. And oh
0: boy. I this like this was the the duel in the Andre Johnson duels today where I was just like, could there be like a voting glitch and nobody goes through? Because <laughs> I Did not like this song in its original performance and did not like today's performance of it better.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think part of it for me is that Nano's style genre is just not for me. And I don't think it's ever going to be for me. And that's not a criticism. Like, I think what he does, he does well. It's just what he does is not something I want. And um, yeah, like, I, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. Other than like question like what are they going to do if this were to yeah, like, win because there are, win, there are too many people on stage.
0: Yeah, cuz it's him. There are six backing singers, which is already seven people, and mm. there's also like the clips of the kids which I'm assuming are live mm-hmm. and are not like a pre-taped bit, although who knows.
1: Right. So his first performance way back in week 1 I yes, want to say. week 1. Yeah, like I don't know if he was fighting a cold that day or something. It's just, like, not a great vocal at all. And I was surprised that he managed to qualify for Andre And then for his second uh, chance performance, the vocal wasn't really that much better. No. I agree that this was a duel where it's just like, mm, does anybody actually win? So, mm-hmm. And he did really well the last time that he competed at Melfest. So yeah. I'm wondering if that's just kind of... Uh, Writing on that high from Mm -hmm. his previous appearance but yeah the the continuing success of this song is a little puzzling next up is hannah firm and liamu with hold you So this one's interesting to me, just in terms of uh history of contestants that, that Sweden has sent to Eurovision. Uh the last time that Sweden sent a non soloist was in
0: two thousand seven. Oh dang.
1: Yeah. And the last time that it was a duet was two thousand three. So Wow. Yeah. So this one's different just in it's terms just of the composition of who's competing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. So uh what do what do you think of the song?
0: Um I think this is like one of my favorite like I have like Three entries, I think, at this point, that I would like to see of this batch, mm-hmm. and this is one of them. And I, I think part of it is that Sweden has sent solo performers, and this is a duet, and it feels very different for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I don't like. There's one like lyrical note, like right at the beginning, where she's mentioning something about 2017 that I don't like. Mm-hmm. But like that's my one quibble, and I think otherwise it's a really powerful performance between the two them. They're both very good vocally. They're they're kind of doing like, an, an over singing thing, but that's not necessarily a bad thing for for Eurovision. Uh, and like the actual staging feels of, of the various stagings we've seen has
1: been one of the better. I I, I agree with that. Uh, the song does feel current, like it, mm-hmm. it does feel very twenty nineteen. I'm not finding it particularly sticky. Like I I I can't even think of like the chorus of it now uh, as as we're discussing it, and that's a little concerning. Okay. Like I, I I think particularly with Sweden's. Uh, reputation at the contest yeah yeah yeah, like owning the music industry like i'm just expecting everything to just kind of stick with you Mm -hmm. and uh, i do agree that they are both very strong vocally and yeah it might it might also just be a case of i just need to have a little bit more time with this song and uh i I think there's stuff that they can work with here yeah and that if if this were to advance i think it would do well yeah i think
0: i think it would would do well
1: yeah yeah so it's not that i'm not excited about this one Mm -hmm. it's uh, yeah, Just Yeah, like, but yes, I I, w- I would not object if this one won.
0: It's something I think would do well, and I think it's something that they wouldn't need to modify the staging a bunch.
1: No, no, it's
0: it, it's like backing vocalists or somewhere big structure with various diaphanous sheets hanging from it. Mm-hmm. Big old wind machine behind that. There
1: we go. Yes, <laughs> like, they will be the 2019 curtain monsters. Yes. So. yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so next in the running order is Malu Pritz and I Do Me. This one's weird for me because i really like it but i also don't want it to win oh like i i like it but it doesn't feel like a eurovision song to me it feels like this should this is this is something that should be popping up on on pop justice's friday songs list for me when they're keeping track of what's going on in swedish pop and uk pop and all those things as like an emerging artist i should be paying attention to. rather because this song is great and it feels feels very 2019 but doesn't feel eurovision to
1: me. i'm glad you said that because that was kind of what my notes uh where it's just like, yeah, this has kind of, like, Bieber and uh, Carly Ray Jepsen mm-hmm. energy behind it. So, I, I don't know, very Canadian. <laughs> but, like, there's still that little Ace Wilder yeah. mix, uh, mix in there. But, yeah, like, the studio track is a lot of fun. Like, it's, it's, it's really, real really fun. Yeah. yeah. But then, like seeing it performed on stage, like the level of production in the studio track is just not going to translate to the stage, and it just kind of loses some of that sparkle. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love the wardrobe of, yes. of the oh, performance. Yeah, yeah. Like
0: the, uh, yeah, the bright yellow kind of referencing Clueless. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, feels- yes feels very fresh. Yeah. It's a very it's a very fun vibe, but yeah, it, it doesn't feel very Eurovisiony, yeah, like, at all. It, like and this,
0: this just feels like again, it feels like a very standard Swedish pop track and that's great and I love it, but yeah. I don't want it to win. I don't see it as something that would that,
1: Yeah, I think it would be very confusing yeah. among a whole bunch of other Eurovision entries, yeah. which I mean, that could work to its advantage if it were to win, mm-hmm. but it would just be confusing. Yeah.
0: is <laughs> like this is this has been the one that I that I figured was going to have to fight for its way through Anna chanson was very pleased it made it to the finals directly mm. and then i've been waiting for like that's the studio the studio track because it's like again like i will, this is this is the sort of pop that i look for and like but the more i listen to the more i'm like yeah no i don't want this to i, I like this song but i don't want it to win
1: all right so next one we'll talk about is john Lundvik with too late for love I'm curious what you think about this one, because I have thoughts.
0: Okay. I, like, like I've said, I have, like, three favorites where I think if any of them go, I'll be happy. This is the one I think is my current favorite of the three. Okay. Uh, it, like, I like the the general vibe of the song. I like the gospel-y feel of the backing singers. Uh, I also, just as, as somebody who just thinks about this in terms of the whole competition, John Lindvick co-wrote the UK entry. Mm-hmm. And, like, that one's fine and... And actually has been growing on me but like it's clearly meant for somebody with a John Lundvich like voice mm-hmm. and I think if I have to compare the two like this one blows it out of the water yeah but I, li- I like it a lot I think it has it has a good feel I don't love it in the idea of the visual of Sweden sending another solo male singer for like the third fourth year in a row mm-hmm.
1: yeah I mean that that's part of what my issue is the other part is that this really feels like an up-tempo version of austria Mm -hmm. Uh, which did well which did well but it's also what austria sent last year (laughs) so uh yeah it's it's i like i like this song a lot as well and like i like austria's entry last yeah. year too it's just i'm um, yeah a lot of i guess similarity yeah yeah and i guess it's also just kind of coming like since austria caught everybody by surprise i think yeah i think it is kind of a continuation of the i don't know this uh, it, it, it <laughs> is but
0: like it could be sweden going oh wow people
1: really liked that last mm-hmm. year here's more of that right and we made it yeah yeah uh, so yeah uh, i mean this could be like the I, science one, entry. <laughs> one
0: thing i liked from the performance though even though it is one solo singer mm-hmm. is that the backing singers are visible on stage. Yeah. Is Sweden Sweden, I love them, but they do this thing where like you don't see all the backing vocals. Yeah. And like, I like I like seeing how this sausage. Is. I like knowing here's all the people who made this song happen live.
1: Yeah. And and like they're part of the performance. Not just visible on yeah, stage, like, but they're like they're they've actively, got
0: personality. They're
1: yeah, <laughs> and, they have personality and they're part of it. Yeah. And that that's been a trend this year uh, among the national finals which i've really enjoyed i won't get into it now because we should uh, stick with mel fest but uh, a topic for later yeah okay uh so
0: next up is victoria and not with me So I really liked Victoria two years ago. Like, I was hoping that one was going to sneak in instead of Robin Bengstrom, just because it was like a weird country twist from Eurovision that I hadn't heard.
1: Mm -hmm. I also really like Victoria. Mm -hmm. I think she sings the song very well. Mm -hmm. I don't like the song. Okay. And I think it just feels like a paint-by-numbers Christina Aguilera reject. I was was going to bring up,
0: it feels like something that gets sung at like like a VH1 Divas Live.
1: mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean it. It, it suits her voice well, <laughs> but like I loved her entry "Save Me," mm-hmm. and I would love for something like that to be. Yes,
0: I would. I really want to see her on the Eurovision stage. I'm not sure I want to see her with this one, although I do like what they did with the staging on this one. Like the water feels yeah. feels appropriately dramatic for the song, and like I was a little disappointed when i realized that this was going to be like more of a ballad tempo than something like save me but yeah so i was a little disappointed when i heard this one was going to be a slower tempo but i was very impressed by her voice
1: yeah yeah and i would i would love to see her at eurovision I won't be surprised if this is what gets her there. Like mm-hmm. this this one, uh, particularly with the whole rain effect, seems to be yeah. really resonating with folks. This um, is yeah,
0: this is like my my top three right now, I think, and actually I'll save actually I will save that for the end.
1: Okay. Well l- let's get to the end then. Uh the last entry that will be competing at the Melfest final will be Garna with I Do.
0: I do, I do, I do the have day. So, as, as like, a weird way to lead off, I have, like, a weird, like, I have a good chunk of the Wikipedia page for this band, like, stuck with me for some reason. Okay. Okay, so Arvind Garma has represented Sweden before, I want to say back in either 91 or 93. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are, like, essentially like a dance hall band, sort of. Like, there's, like, this whole genre that if you go to the Wikipedia page, it's very unhelpful and just tells you it's the band that does dance hall music. Yes, (laughs) I know that. The word is structured that way. Uh, but anyway, so Arvind Garma actually means the heirs, because they are all children of parents that had been in dance hall bands. Okay. Which is interesting. But again, like, they've, they represent Sweden in the 90s, early 90s, woof, and came in seventh, uh, and I kind of, like, for, with a song that feels similar to this one, but maybe a little, let, like, this one reminded me of The Four Seasons, and, like, and like other kind of like Motowny things that were going on in the sixties, although mm-hmm. bringing things back to the stereo gum, I've been listening to a bunch of that stuff as they've gone through things. Right, where I like this song, I don't necessarily see it winning, but I like seeing it in the diversity of the competition in in the final, just showing a range of yeah.
1: And that that is interesting to hear a little bit about their history mm-hmm. with it, just because there always seems to be at least one or two entries in national finals every year that are like the throwback group or uh yeah i guess there was an entire
0: series it felt like every week where we had like there was like a particular range of older performers mm-hmm. and they did not do well they yeah. were they were all, well, they were usually they were usually placing 6th in like with like the weird Competition, rules. yeah,
1: but but not even just the like older, more veteran performers, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, but, but like people, but people who are just going to be like, oh, I'm going to be doing like big like a big band era song, or like uh, what was that German entry? Oh, uh, kiss, kiss, bang, bang, like yeah, that, where it's just like, oh, this is no, no, this no. is not, like, <laughs> we are we are not bringing back swing dancing, please, no, <laughs> we, we, did, we
0: did that once in the '90s and it was enough,
1: yeah, yeah, but I mean, like this this feels authentic for them like i mean it's like you can tell that like this is their style they're very good at what they do Mm -hmm. it still feels like something that you would see on a like pbs pledge drive yes and yes yeah and just being like oh i'm like yeah, just Clap just, along yeah. in the audience. Yeah. It's, like, it's it's. Oh, I. I yeah. just want to like oh, man, yeah. hide my head in a bag. So specials were
0: like the band that the each band comes up to do their one song because they all had one song and it's yeah just people clapping in the audience because they recognize the song. Yeah,
1: and um,
0: it's just... and it's great and like again like it feels like it feels very authentic for them. I see it placing like middle to low middle depending on how the scoring system shakes things up this year. Yeah, but I think it's it's very competent. Like and like it, I don't know. It's nice to have like a vocal group that has the vocals to to do this sort of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and I mean the fact that they've been to Eurovision before, like having that kind of experience. Yeah, I think will help because their staging was their interesting staging was and really engaging. Good. Yeah,
0: and it was a, yeah it was a way where because I feel like last year we had a we had a group, uh, Roland's, where the whole mm. thing seemed to be just sort of t- making making this style of music kind of a joke and doing like the joke version of that, and this feels like the authentic version. And they're showing that, no, it's not, like, this weird silver shiny stuff, mm-hmm. like, all, <laughs> firing on all cylinders. Like, you can do this in a way that still feels feels fresh. Right.
1: All right. So okay. that, those are, the those are the 12 entries. So,
0: I will, I have my top three right now. What would you say are your top particular mm, final, mic? Uh
1: For some reason, I did not come prepared with that, no. <laughs> with that information in mind, but... Like I said, I like Victoria Mm -hmm. and she sings the song well. And even though I don't particularly like the song, like I think the performance will carry that through. So Mm -hmm. um, these are not in any particular order. So I, in terms of what would be best for Sweden at Eurovision, I'm going to go with Victoria, John Lundvik hmm, and Jan-Henrik Fjellgren. Okay. Yeah, I feel okay with those. Three. Okay,
0: <laughs> you, yeah. you feel okay.
1: <laughs> Final answer. <laughs> okay.
0: okay, cool. This wasn't a quiz to see which ones yeah. of mine you picked, but you got two out of three. Okay, all right. Uh, the ones that I that I I sort of hinted at when we were talking about Victoria, that I have three where I think, however, the judging works out, if it's one of those three, I'll be fine with it. Uh, although, in in order, by which one I think I would prefer uh, John Lundvik, mm-hmm. Hannah Firm, and Liamu. Uh, okay, and then Victoria. Okay. And then maybe stick Jan-Henrykfal there in, like, fourth, because I, I think it's cool that he is focusing on bringing Sami. Yeah. Even though I don't like this one. I I, I think that this one is not the one to bring it to, to eurovision with.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, as you know, I will give bonus points for things that are not in English. Yes. And, and yeah, I, I would say that Hannah and Liam uh, would be probably my number four yeah. So, yeah
0: like that one i think just because sweden hasn't sent anything ages right would be would be particularly nice i i can see that song doing well with lots of audiences same with john lundwick because as we kind of pointed out this is a lot of what austria did right and it austria did very well yeah and if, if it's still something that is really working for people like
1: absolutely yeah so it should be a good final, yeah. Like, at like, least, I'm... at least when it gets to the the scoreboard part of it, because mm-hmm. it, it's going to be a tight race, I think. Yeah,
0: and like watching the the Swedish scoreboard is always exciting because, like, and I'm so glad they brought what Eurovision as a whole, just mm-hmm. in terms of making the scoring interesting. Yes. So I think that has not changed, and I think it'll be very interesting to see what Sweden ends up sending. It'll be interesting to see how the world receives that, and hopefully we will not have like another Anna Bergendahl on our hands where. They don't make it to the final.
1: Oh, that would be so sad if it, like, that would be it so, is Anna oh, Bergendahl that would be so then, sad. Oh, oh no, oh, no. Oh, oh, and we just threw that out into the universe. Yeah, we we're so sorry. I might, I might cut yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: that's gonna do it for this episode of Euro What. Thank you for listening. Uh, the Euro What podcast is hosted by Ben Smith, that's me, and Mike McComb. That's me. You can find us on our website at EuroWhat.com and on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at EuroWhat. If you'd like to contact us by email, we can be reached at esc at tv. We'd love to hear your questions and comments. Uh, You can subscribe to the Eurowhat on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, the podcast app of your choice. It's in so many places. Uh, Rating and reviewing our podcast when you subscribe also helps other Eurovision fans find us more easily. Word of mouth is still the best way to get folks to listen, so please be sure to tell your friends about the Eurowhat podcast. We'll be back next week to try and make sense of what's new in Eurovision.